0: Life if you give your heart and believe what he's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasures stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. We've got a perfumer. We have a goldsmith. I'm sure he his line of work is very different from this. You know, these guys, they could have said. You know, building walls ain't my thing. It's just not my thing. I'm different. I'm a truck driver. Going to church ain't my thing. I'm a construction guy. Going to church ain't my thing. Hey, it's everybody's thing. It should be. You know what? You know, there's a day coming. We're going to be in eternity. It better be your thing or you're in big, hot trouble. It's going to be your thing. You better make it your thing now. They could have said it's not my thing. I work with perfumes. I'm going to set this one out. And let y'all do it. It's not my thing. I've heard a lot of people say it's not my thing. Make it your thing. God ought to be your thing. Guys, this was all about Israel's defense from their enemies. All of us have enemies. You have people who are against you. You want defense? You need to build. You need to get behind that defense. And the best defense you're ever going to have in this earth, and I'm not kidding, because I've learned it. Ask me my testimony is first, got to have Jesus Christ. And second, if you got Jesus, you need to do what he says. You need to get in the body of Christ. That is defense, big time. I'm not just trying to sell a church. You can go to any church you want to, but be in one. Be in the body of Christ. That is a defense. Survival is everybody's thing. You may be very different from me. I may be the perfumer to your goldsmith, and I don't know. But you need to survive, and that's what this is. So, Shame on them nobles. Yay for the daughters jumping in. I'm glad to see that. But you also got to take your hat off to the perfumers and the goldsmiths. They're taking up tools they've probably never used before. Well, my tools are very different than this. Take this big hammer. Oh, I'm going to feel it today. You know, that's going to be sore sleeping tonight. Well, I'll help you learn how to use it. Not my thing, okay? But will you help me? Friends, in the body of Christ, you come in here and you say, well, this, I'm, I don't really know how to use y'all's tools here. We'll help you. It's okay. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to do the biggest stuff. We'll help you. It's all right, as long as you're pitching in. If the daughters can build the wall, friend, you can come in the body of Christ. Amen? Survival is everybody's thing. And they were all taking up tools they'd never been familiar with, but they were not doing it for themselves. Oh, that's not my deal. I don't know how... They're doing this for the glory of their God. If you want to glorify your God, pick up his tools and let's build. I think this is great. So look at this big, it's a it's a huge group effort here. And guys, this is how things get done in the assembly of God's people. Look at what great things people can do together if they'll only get together and work in harmony according to God's will. Leave your politics alone. I know you think different than me on some things. I get it. I know that. But we don't need that here. We just need to build a wall. I'm sure goldsmiths and perfumers had differences of opinions on lots of things. I'm sure the daughters had differences of opinions. I'm sure they were mad at the nobles. But you know what? Let's just get in and do the job. Body of Christ, we have all different walks out there. Let's just get in and do the job. Amen. Let's glorify the Lord God. It's not about you, and it sure ain't about me. It's about the Lord God glorifying him. Let's pick up our tools and work. But guys, this is fabulous. They're working for the Lord. Guys, that's the way I want to live. I want to live like this. It's why I love being in this church so much. I like being with different people, learning from them what they can do that I can learn from. Like the the kids learning from their priest fathers. Hey, we're going to build a wall. I've never built a wall before, Dad. Well, I'll show you. Come on in and let's do this in the body of Christ. As opposed to the prideful folks, they think they're high and mighty to pitch in, like those nobles. God's watching. Let's let's glorify the Lord. Nehemiah 3 and 13. Hanan and the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate. They built it, hung its doors with its bolts and bars, and repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the refuse gate. Malchijah, the son of Rechab, leader of the district of Beth Hekarim, Repaired the refuse gate. He built it and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. Okay, the refuse gate. Refuse. That's just the proper English King James version of saying dung. We're not going to call it dung. That's too dirty. Let's call it refuse. Okay, refuse. Nice way to put it. And as I indicated before, the dung gate—that was because that's the gate that read that I'm sorry—it led out to the Hinnom Valley, which is south of Jerusalem. That's where their trash was taken—the trash and the animal dung. The guy that had to scoop it up and let's get it out of here, and they hauled it out. That's where the refuse was discarded. Okay, thank you, King James. So they built all that. Nehemiah three and fifteen. Shallum the son of Kohl Hozar. How uh, Shallon, the son of Kolhu, forget it, leader of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He built it, covered it, hung its doors with its bolts and bars, and repaired the wall of the pool of Shelah by the king's garden as far as the stairs that go down from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Asbuk, leader of half the district of Beth Zur, made repairs as far as the place in front of the tombs of David to the man made pool and as far as the house of the mighty. Okay, the fountain gate, that's on the east wall, just east of the dung gate. So you can see how we're being taken around Jerusalem. The Bible's given us the description counterclockwise. Now the pool of Shelah, it may be also known as the pool of Salome by the king's garden. Verse 16 says the house of the mighty. Oh, first real quick, the pool of Salome. that's where Jesus told the man to go wash his eyes out the blind man, so that he could see. Verse 16 says, the house of the mighty, or another version might say the house of the heroes. That could be the barracks where the King David's soldiers stayed. Second uh, Samuel chapter 23 talks about that. So <clears throat> they're rebuilding the old city, and they see things of their history. They're very proud to rebuild. They're very proud of their heritage, and they're glad to be protecting it now. Nehemiah 3 and 17. After him, the Levites, under Rehum the son of Bani, made repairs. Next to him, Hashabiah leader of half the district of Keilah, made repairs for his district. After him, their brethren, under Bavi, the son of Hennedad, leader of the other half of the district of Keilah, made repairs. See, even leaders are getting involved. They're not too good, not too proud. And next to him, Ezer, the son of Jeshua, the leader of Mizpah, repaired another section in front of the ascent to the armory at the buttress. After him, Baruch, the son of Zebai carefully repaired the other section from the buttress to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him, Mermoth, the son of Urijah the son of Kaz, repaired another section from the door of the house of Eliashib to the end of the house of Eliashib. I promise we'll get there. And after him, the priests, the men of the plain made repairs. After him, Benjamin and Haseb made repairs opposite their house. Now, guys, I want you to take particular notice right there. These guys are building on the wall close to their homes. Very particular, okay? After them, Azariah, the son of Maseah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs by his house. After him, Benui, the son of Hanadad, repaired another section from the house of Azariah to the buttress, even as far as the corner. Palal, the son of Uzai made repairs opposite the buttress and on the tower, which projects from the king's upper house that was by the court of the prison. After him, Padea, the son of Parash, made repairs. Moreover, Nethanim, who built in Ophel, made repairs as far as the place in the front of the water gate toward the east and on the projecting tower. After them, the Tekoites repaired another section next to the great projecting tower and as far as the wall of Ophel. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for getting me through that one. Because that was a mouthful, and you do know we do line by line here, and when they say line by line, they're not kidding. All right. I feel like i got to take a rest. Mike, would you come preach for five minutes? So you saw the word buttress several times. Put that buttress pick up, the first one. A buttress is a projecting support that... Uh, it's stone or whatever that's built up against a wall. It gives the wall extra strength. So you can see how they didn't just build a wall, but they made these walls very strong for military defense. Okay, they're trying to make Jerusalem a safe place to live, safe from enemy attacks. So they reinforce the walls with a buttress. But you can also see what we read: how they sectioned off their work. This is your part right here. You do this here to here, and the next guy will he'll worry about his. You work. To the corner of your end, I'll meet you at the corner from my side. And that's really healthy competition. You know what? There's healthy competition in the body of Christ. You see somebody doing well, it makes you want to do well like them. And if you're not, well, maybe I better step it up. Or if you're getting a little too full of yourself and you're not building as well as the next guy, maybe I need to back off and get a little humility and build a little more like him. I think it's very healthy. That Here's your section. You know these guys are building watching the other guy. Hey, how did, you, how did you do that? Mine's not working out too well. I stick a rock here. It falls off. What? Well, here's what I did. Did it like, oh, I did it like this. Okay, okay, thank you all. You see how they're helping each other out, right? I think it's it builds not just the wall. Guys, they're building each other. They're not just building a wall. They're building each other. Friends, I come in here and I preach, okay, and I'm building best I can, but I'm hoping it builds you. And when it builds you, it builds the guy you're sitting next to, and it builds the guy sitting next to you because he's watching you, you're watching him. Do you see the parallels in this? This isn't just building a wall. This is building people. And You come here in the body of Christ. We're here to build you, to build your culture, to build each other. Is, guys, this is a good, good story. At first look, you're like, okay, they built a wall, so what? It's a good story. You work your section, and we're given points of reference for the wall here. The house of Eliashib, the high priest, Benjamin, and Haseb's house, Azariah's house, other houses were mentioned. These men built sections of the wall that was right by their homes. Imagine that. You're given charge. Okay, here's where you live. Fine, build that spot right there. It would cause them to take a personal and firm dedication to building that part of the wall as strong as possible. Because if an enemy comes, if my house is exposed, I'm, my house is going to go down. My family's going to get hit. Yes, I want to build the part of the wall in front of my house. Christian, we're trying to teach you how to build up in the body of Christ so you can protect your family from the craziness of the outside world trying to infiltrate your living, the crazy news, the crazy people with the weird agendas and all the stupid stuff going on out there. We're trying to teach you how to build in front of your home Build a defense for your family and protect them. Amen. These guys were built and building right in front of their their own home. They got the wall done in record time because, hey, just build it whatever you want to. Okay, I'm not going to take any particular interest, but hey, brother, I want all of you guys, you build in front of your own house, they are going to build that wall and build it good. Now, this is good strategy because he did, you know. The, the the priests were invested personally in the sheep gate. That's our thing. That's our gate. We want to do that. You guys, y'all build in front of your houses. You see what God gave Nehemiah that's beyond our thinking to be able to build up as fast and as well and as strong as possible. Friends, I don't know how to build you up personally, but the Lord God is showing me through his word how to build up this congregation so that you can build up. It's all God-given, this strategy, same strategy we use here. They're getting it done really fast, really well. Now, I want you to remember how Nehemiah told the king months before this time here when he would be done with this project. Remember, the king said, when are you coming back? He goes, I'll be back at this time. Then he went to Jerusalem. It was the first time he'd ever seen the wall. <laughs> how did he know when to tell the guy I'm gonna, when he's going to be done? How did he know that? Do you think Nehemiah already had this kind of a strategy in his mind before he even got to Jerusalem? You guys build by your home. You guys take personal investment in the sheep gate because that's your thing. Do you think Jeremiah, I'm, I'm sorry, Nehemiah, do you think he had that in his mind before he got there? I think he did. But I think he got it from the Lord God. I believe the Lord put it in his heart to build like this because any other way would have not got it done in the time frame that Nehemiah gave the king. He said, build it like this. Either put each man in front of his own home according to location, that'll motivate them, or because of their vocation. That will make them really, really, really build. If they had been attacked during construction, each man would have fought a lot more fiercely. How dare those people try to attack me and my home? I'm going to fight hard. That was another reason to build in front of their home. If an enemy got in there, friend, let me just tell you, uh, you know how it is. Anybody tries to attack your family, are you not going to fight a whole lot more fiercely? You will fight to your death for your family because they're yours. Look at the strategy in building this wall. This is a great defense. Nehemiah 3 and 28. Beyond the horse gate, the priests made repairs each in front of his own house. See, look, there it is again. Great, now that you know what it means. Each in front of his own house. After them, Zadok, the son of Emer, made repairs in front of his own house. After him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, made repairs. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zaleph, repaired another section. After him, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, made repairs in front of his dwelling. After him, Malchijah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the Nethanim and of the merchants in front of the mikveh gate and as far as the upper room at the corner. And between the upper room at the corner, as far as the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs. Okay. Oh, mercy, Lord God help me. I'm, my mouth is ready to take a nap. So what's the name of the last gate mentioned here in verse 32? What's the last gate mentioned? That says the sheep gate. You know, what was the first gate mentioned in verse 1? The sheep gate. What this means is we started and ended with the same gate. We've done uh, a 360-degree view. The Bible took us on a 360-degree trip all the way around this in, entire city of Jerusalem. Okay. So you saw the jobs were assigned by location. They were also assigned by their vocation, like the priests on the Sheep Gate, because that was directly tied to their work. We also saw people of different skill sets. They had different backgrounds, different careers, different interests, different trades. But they all worked on the wall. Different people doing the same thing together. Perfumers, goldsmiths, merchants, everybody pitched in, men, women, everybody. Everybody regardless of what their personal specific background was. Various people, various backgrounds, and they all pitched in to help rebuild. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. Now, friends, this is a kingdom model for the body of Christ. This church, any church that preaches and teaches and believes in in God's word and Messiah Jesus, it's a model for us. All of us here in this church, we have different backgrounds. We have different things that we do. But we are all here to build up the body of Christ. If you don't come here, I'm losing your skill set. I'm losing your strength, and you're losing mine, and everybody else in here too. But we're all supposed to take the gospel to the lost. We're all supposed to build up the body of Christ. We are all supposed to build up and encourage everyone here. And your part may be different. Your part may be less. You may not be as familiar with your part. I'm a perfumer. Why am I working on a wall? But if you pitch in, we will help you, and it will not just build what you're working on. It will build you, and it will build everybody else in here with you, and this is your best defense. Messiah Jesus, Holy Spirit indwelling you upon belief, and as you build, it's beneficial for you and everybody else that's here. So you have your own piece of this wall to build in this body of Christ. I've got my piece. I'm doing my piece. We, you have yours, whatever it is. We're all taking Well, I don't do anything in this church, Ray. Well, if you go out and share the gospel of Jesus with people, you are. That's your part of the wall to build. And guys, your part should be personal to you. It should be personal to you. Like it was the guys that built in front of their own home. In front of their house, this is personal to me because it comes to my family. It should be personal to build in the body of Christ because being in the body of Christ is your home. It is your defense. Now, you remember those nobles who didn't work, they didn't feel like it. They thought they were too good to work, they thought they were too high, they thought too highly of themselves. God's word says no one is too high. To build the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, those that are proud, God opposes them. Be careful of that. Well, not my thing. Be careful. Well, I'm too good for that. Be careful. Be careful. I remember that day we all built walls, sort of speak. We had a lot of people in here painting. I'm not a painter. I don't know how to paint. I don't know if Chase knows how to paint. He must have covered. I don't know a lot of that down that hallway. I mean, I, we were all doing stuff. Mike, Byron, all y'all were a bunch. Of y'all were coming in here. How many of you are painters? I mean, many of you are probably not, but you did what you could, right? We all pitched in. The Word of God tells us we should all be building the body of Christ, and we should all use our varying gifts. You have gifts that I don't have. I'm looking at some of you eye to eye right now. You have gifts I do not have. Oh, you're the pastor. You're so wonderful, Ray. Hey, hey you've got gifts I ain't got that I don't have. You're building a section of wall I can't build. Nehemiah couldn't build this whole thing himself. I can't do this whole thing myself. I need you, and you need me more than you realize. And everybody in here, we all need to use our various gifts. Romans 12, verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts deferring according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Friends, whatever your traits are, whatever your skills, your, the things you're good at, take it and come use it in here. Use it with personal Interest with personal devotion, motivation with diligence. That's your part to give. You realize when you came in here today, you brought in something the church didn't have without you, okay? We're all supposed to use it. We all have our unique gifts. We have our unique skills to build up everybody in the body of Christ. Even though we use our gifts in different areas and in different ways, just like a band, like a music band. They play different notes, but they're all producing music, a football team. They have different positions, but they're all pushing to the same goal, even though each different guy has a different place on the field. If we all do it, we're all pushing for the glory of God. This is for the glory of God. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about how you feel. It ain't about how I feel. This is about the glory of God. You want to glorify your God? Then welcome to the body of Christ. Good place to be. So if you see somebody doing some service to God, and it can be a temptation to think, why can't I be like him? You ever done that? Oh, I wish I could play guitar as good as Byron. There's a temptation to say, I wish I could be like so-and-so over there, or why can't I do like this guy's doing? How come I can't do that work instead of this work? Then we start getting envious. Then that divisiveness creeps in. Oh, gosh, I wish I could preach like... Ray, you realize there's a lot of guys I wish I could preach like them? I wish I could do things like Mike can do. I wish I could do sound like Gabe does. I wish I you you end up thinking about the other guy's wall. That's not your place. You do yours, and you do it the best you can. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for-